I don't know why people drink at all. Okay. Do you never were a big partier ever? No. Really? I mean, I, I, I partied, but I was like, I was more into drugs. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which isn't any better. Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Get $20 off your first order when you use my code NASH. Guys, welcome back. What's up to the All Good Things podcast? I'm here with Jess today. Hello. We're just rapping. We're doing, we're talking. Just a couple of gals here in the studio chatting and gabbing and doing the thing. Jess, was, how was the Bahamas? It was really, really fun. Really? What was Thank the best? Thank you for letting me go. Well, it's okay. It was, it was fun. You sent me some, some really good Snapchats. Well, I've never been on a private plane before. Um, so oh, you haven't? Was, no. I, that sounds like so like ridiculous. Like most people haven't. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I never was on a private plane until... Um, I started doing YouTube. Right, right. So like, I never thought I would be on one. And so that was exciting just to like experience it. Um, What's and then, the best part about a private plane? I, probably just, you can just walk around. Yeah, right? it's just like cool. Cause <laughs> no, that's really it. I mean, it's just, it, well, number one, it's like comfortable seats. And then there was like a basket of snacks, which is obviously. What was in the snacks? Like everything, like chips, candy, <laughs> cookies. Um, that's what I'd be excited about. But it, too. it's just like nice. <laughs> I was sitting next to the the basket, um, but it was it was cool because like you yeah you did can you like find, walk did you around. find yourself did you find yourself having to, to restrain yourself from the snacks? Yeah. Yes, I did. I had a couple, but I didn't want to eat too much, and everyone was drinking on the plane. That's the thing. It's like it's it's cool because it's literally like you're party just, in the sky. Yeah, it's a, exactly it's a party in the sky. Like all the guys were like just like ripping shots and. You can just like walk around and like we were playing our own music. Like you can like literally connect your phone. So it's just like, it feels like you're like chilling in someone's living room, like while you're floating in the sky. Yeah. Well, well said. So well said. it was fun, but it was only 45 minutes. Cause it was, we flew basically me, Ella, Taylor, Reggie found out about the trip, like 24 hours before yeah, a lot of time. No. And then we found out the morning of, if it was like confirmed or not. So we booked our tickets the morning of, and then it was Ella's birthday that day. So we went to a birthday dinner, brought our suitcases like into like the restaurant, like yeah. <laughs> then Ubered to the airport, took a red eye to Orlando and Corinna picked us up and we went to her farm, which is incredible. Like what's she, on the farm. Oh, she has 14 cats really? and you know, I love cats. So yes, yes, yes you're that in was heaven. exciting. There was she, her cat just had kittens. So there was like some kittens, which were really cute. She has, uh, three goats and one was pregnant and right after we left it had the baby which I'm Who sad takes care of the animals? Um, her dad lives there with I think it's her stepmom and then oh. she also has um, some people come and help like with the horses and stuff like that Unreal. but she has four horses I think and then some chickens and goats hey, who to think who to thought Corinna would end up the, the richest she's out of all of us she's living the life who would have thought she started at Hooters. Wait, really? I mean, that's where David, well, no, David knew her back home, but she was working at Hooters on Hollywood at one point. I know that. No, my favorite it, thing about Corinna is like how she's so nice and like so, so generous. So nice and generous. Like she's just like really like a great human. And I didn't actually know her that well until like recently. And I really, I really like her. She's yeah, great. Um, and then she's doing streams and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So we went there because she, she does streams. So we were streaming we did streams like every night for like, so basically like every day we would wake up, like go to the beach, just chill on the beach. And the places she rented were like so nice. Like the beach was right there and they had pools too. Um, so we would just be on the beach all day and the guys were like fishing 
And then we would have dinner. We like made dinner most of the times, but the last night we went to Nobu and I'd never been to Nobu. So that was, Oh, you yeah, never been to Nobu no, here. That was my first was time. Was it going. good? Yeah, it was really good. I tried, you know how I hate fish. I like, oh, yeah, you know, we always want to go to sushi. Know, you never want to go. And you went to Nobu it. with Corinna. I tried That's it. That's crazy. I know. I, Cause I was like, okay, I can't not try Like at least just try it. Did I'm you like, have steak or fish? Well, we just ordered a bunch of stuff for like because they have great dishes there that aren't yeah. fish. No, I tried like the raw. You did it. Raw you fish. went in raw yeah. fish. What and did I, you have? Salmon. Um, I don't know what it was. Did you like it? I liked it. It wasn't oh, like cool. I. I don't know if I'd like eat a bunch of it, but like I ate a piece and it was like I didn't hate it. So that was it was good. Um, but anyway, so we would like either cook dinner and then the last night we went out. But after that, we would like stream for like four hours right. and we would all just get drunk like on this on like, the stream. Yeah, so it was it was fun. It was really fun. And she's, what she's, she, it's uh, for steak, right? Yeah, for steak. So she um, does like gambling online for like four hours. Damn. Yeah. That's it was huge. Fun. Man, I'll tell you. If I had only just started my OnlyFans. I was thinking about if, if you too. were, if you were <laughs> like Todd and Scott's age right now, would you do one? I do OnlyFans. No, because I have kids. But if you didn't have kids, if I didn't have kids, like if you could go in a time machine right now and, but you would, you would don't know. be in a time machine, but you would be, I'm just not here. that comfortable, like uh, sexualizing myself. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't think about it in that way. I don't think of my, about myself in that way. I, I think it would be pretty tough to do. I, I think it's, I don't know. I don't know. And it's also like, it's this, this just a, there's just like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I would be comfortable. Would I, you? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, after that private chat and no, 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 I have nothing against it. Like, I hate- No, I don't anything against yeah, it Yeah, yeah, no, I hate when people, like, have, like, weird stigmas against no, it. I think no, it's, no, great. it's great. I also just, like, my thought about it is, like, I think it would be super freeing, in a sense. Sure. Where it's just, like, everyone already, like, you're showing everyone your body, so it's just, like, there's no, you know what I mean? Like, when, yeah. you're like, oh, like- I don't know. Something about being naked in front of everyone is like, I feel like it's so freeing, like in a it's sense. It's a boss move. Yeah. And it's just like from then mm -hmm. on in life, you're like, there's no stigma on my body. Like I could just like walk around naked and like everyone's seen it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel you like can't it just walk around naked, but, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, it's freeing. It's, Jess, it's a, yeah. For sure. that's, that's what I was thinking of. I'm just like, it, you must you just like feel work naked. Yes. Like, <laughs> I, I just I moved to like this. a nudist colony. I just become super free. Okay, so what, what do we have today? We have some okay. things we're going to do today. Okay, so the Oscars were... I watched the Oscars. On Sunday. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? I, I thought they were great. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what was nice about it? It's like the, they were they were just like a return to... The, I don't mind that Hollywood is like woke and stuff, but they still need the glitz and the glam. You know what I mean? And they need the jokes and they need... I don't know. Like I didn't like I didn't like that Oscars the year of the COVID where everybody was like dressed down and they had it in a train station. Did you see oh, it that year? They I, did it. They did it one year. I think it might have been even. It was the year before Will Smith, and it was like, what am I watching? I don't know if I watched that, but yeah, I, it was just. But I but I like when it's like you know big and yeah. You know, I, I thought I thought the attitude was really good. Like it, I I like watching something that I can't attain. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. No, no, I was about to say that. I feel like part of like the Hollywood image is that like people want to watch those like glitzy glam thing. Yeah. That's what people like people 
who are like we're in LA so we're like relatively close to it but people who live like in the middle of America who are like so far from it like people like watching that stuff like that's what you think of when you think of like Hollywood like people yeah. dressed up and like I want to see somebody in like a $30,000 yeah. dress no I think I like it too there was a guy who gave a great speech oh it was the editor of everything all at once and I don't know who he is oh his speech but was, he gave a great speech yeah you know and that's like fun to watch yeah yeah um, his it's a big deal to get up there and win like to I kept thinking when I was watching it, everyone said the same thing. They were like, you gotta, you have to believe, you know what I mean? Like you like have to believe in yourself. And, uh, and it just, like, like so many of those people were nowhere and then they won an Oscar, you know? Well, I, I'm going to butcher his name, but, um, he, I'm, I'm really good. I don't know how to say his name. Do you want to say it? Key Hugh. I don't want to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the guy, guy yeah, that the won, guy who won best supporting. Yeah. He, no, he won best. Was it supporting? Yeah, he won support. best supporting for everything. All at yes, once, yeah, yes. Yeah. And his story is like so crazy. Like how yeah. he like. I mean, he was like a child actor, and then he's like he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He yeah, was the kid. Yep. Yeah, and then yeah. like hadn't gone much work since, and he literally was talking about how. Um, he, they shot the movie right before COVID and then finished a bit of it in COVID. And after that he was auditioning and he was about to lose his health insurance and he couldn't get a job. Like he ended up losing his health insurance because he literally couldn't get one singular job to keep it. And like, he called the producer and was like, will you just tell me like, am I good in the movie? And he's like, yeah, like, what are you talking about? And now it like came out and obviously he's getting like, that kept him going. Yeah. But I mean, that must be so hard to shoot something. And, and like, you don't know that in three years, it's going to like wipe the Oscars yeah. and you can't get a job in between them. And now he's probably going to, you know, do really well. That's an interesting thing. Like, uh, praise can keep you going. That's a big thing. A lot of standups say that, like, um, you could like not be doing good as a standup, but there could be like one joke that like someone likes and that like keeps you going like that, that keeps you doing it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. That's, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. No. And that movie won. it's on the record now, I think for the most wins at the Oscars, they yeah. won seven out of 11. Yeah. It's insane. Um, and you said you watched it. Yeah. I saw it a long time ago. I feel like I saw it like two years ago, but maybe it was last year. Okay. I watched the movie last night for the first time. What did you think? I I thought it was really really good. I cried so much. You liked it. And you know what scene I cried the most at? What? The rocks. Oh yeah. When yeah, the yeah. two rocks. Yeah yeah yeah. And yeah, I don't yeah. know why, but I was like, like that scene for some reason made me cry so much that I had to Google like to see if other people were talking about that scene making them cry because I was like, am I just, like am I okay? <laughs> right. But people did, did they? Yeah yeah. Um, people sure were like. <laughs> I was like, wait, why these rocks? But um, no, other people had the same reaction. And I think it, like the movie just like does a really good job at like touching on like depression and yeah. anxiety. Yeah. yeah and like yeah, yeah, other yeah. comments I was reading people were talking about were like saying like, I am, this movie caused me to have like an existential crisis, which I felt too. Uh-huh. Did you feel that way? No, I, 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 I try to ignore any of my depression and anxiety. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I saw this thing. I saw 50 Cent say this thing once and he was like, we, we don't have depression where I come from. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. You know what I mean? Like yeah. he was saying like, well, where, where I'm from, like you can't afford to be depressed. Like right. you have to work, you know? Yeah. So I try to, I try to ignore that. I went through like a huge thing. Um, when I was bipolar, I went and got diagnosed as bipolar and then I got divorced and it went away. 
Wait, so you don't have your symptoms of bipolar anymore? No. <laughs> have you gone to the doctor since? Yeah, I went some. And are they like, it's gone? He was like, you don't feel that way anymore? I'm like, no, I'm good. What were your like primary <laughs> symptoms? I don't know. I was like, I would like fall asleep at like eight o'clock. Um, I didn't want to hang out with my wife. Um, <laughs> are we sure that's bipolar or you just didn't like her? <laughs> well, that's, that's what I think it was. I think I was just miserable. That's what my father said when I was home. He, uh, he was like, how's your, how's your bipolar disorder? And I was like, uh, I was like, I don't, I don't have it anymore. I don't, I don't take the medication anymore. I'm not, I'm not discrediting people that are bipolar. I know that they are, Yeah. but just for me personally, I don't think I ever was bipolar. Right. You think it was like a wrong diagnosis. I think it was a wrong diagnosis. But that makes sense because I have a- <laughs> but those drugs are great. Oh, they put you on oh, those Oh, they them? kick you right up. Yeah. You're like high. I was high for like two weeks. So maybe you really didn't have it. And I don't know if the drugs are supposed to do that. <laughs> no, the drugs. I remember I was at a bowling alley and, oh, I went in, I went into- take Wyatt to like a, a, um, he had like a birthday party. He was probably like seven, eight years old or whatever. And I walked into this bowling alley and I was like, oh, and I was like, just feeling like really anxious and like my, I couldn't pick my head up. So then I, I took the medication for the first time. Cause I had ignored the medication for like a week. I was like, I don't know if I need this. I don't want to take this. And then I took it in the bowling alley and like had this like I got like really high in the bowling alley at this like kid's birthday party. It was crazy. Like everything was like, I, you literally saw like a wash. Like if I looked at the room and it went like, like a, you could see like a wave, like going over. <laughs> and I, I remember like Wyatt being like, yo, what's up? And I was like, Hey, how's it going? <laughs> He's like, can I get some money? Money, money, money. And I was like, yeah. That's really funny. But I feel like, is that supposed to happen? Or is it just supposed to make you feel, I, I feel know. like medication like that is supposed to just make you feel like, quote unquote, like normal. But you're like, <laughs> um, okay, so back to everything, everywhere all at once. No, no, no. I just Thank had a question. God. Okay, so. I was saying I was having an existential existential crisis because in the movie she gets to experience like all different like worlds, like, like universes where she made different decisions. Yeah. So like, do you ever think about that? Like if that's a thing, like if that's a real thing where it's like, Oh, I don't like that. I used to talk about that with David. And it's crazy. And I talked about it with Ferris once too. It, it really upsets me. It does. Yeah. I don't like that. Okay. The idea that there's like five me's out there well, or is it, there's I, an alternate universe of me well, or we don't exist you? or we're a simulation because I need reality. Jess. Okay. I need reality. If I don't have my reality, then well, you're I'll, in a reality. I'm, huh? You're in a reality. You're in your reality but the the whole premise is that there's multiple different realities no no i don't i don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like <laughs> that, that part made me extremely depressed because i was just like in the movie she's like an opera singer in one like section like and then the other universe she's um like a famous like kung fu yeah person and i'm like what like decision in my life maybe i could i was like a you know what i mean like what if i was like a rocket scientist because I didn't drop out of science in high school. You know what I mean? Like right. if you just applied yourself a little bit or if you met is. someone else. Yeah. Or like it's like she, she if you were adopted by a different family right. at birth. Right. Yeah. And it's like in the movie, it's basically like certain situations happen that made her pursue different paths that she wouldn't have pursued had it not happened. Mm -hmm. And that is crazy to me because I'm, I have really bad OCD. So like I hyper like fixate on things in the past, like decisions I've made and, Stuff like that. Like, like what? Uh, What's the decision you made that you're, you're bummed out about? <laughs> yeah. Ferris just goes working for you. 
Um, yep, I don't know. Like I don't know where you'd be though. You'd, like you'd, something so simple. You'd probably be a big agent. Well, who knows? At trip, at trip, where was it? Gersh or I was at APA. APA. Um, I don't know. I can't think. But of would a- you be happy being a big agent? No. Right. Um, but even like something as simple as like if I would have gone to a different college or I didn't mm-hmm. move back from New Zealand. Like, there's so many. Well, if I if I had made it as a writer or an actor, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Or made it like, let's say I was a working actor. Yeah. So I'm just like, eh, I go job to job. I'm not like famous or anything, but like I'm an actor like that, like that guy from the movie. Um, but yeah, I think about that all the time, you know? Yeah. And I don't, I don't, but I don't, I don't dwell on it. Like, I think that, that, that makes you really unique. All your like ups and downs yeah. and stuff, like anything that you go through that's, that's, that you, um, it just makes you stronger. My father, he, he wants, he wants like, was like apologizing to me about my childhood. And I was kind of like, yeah, but it, it made me who I am. Like, how can you go back on that? Like, how can you think about, and then I think that goes back to what you're saying. It's like, you'll just go crazy yeah, that way. Like thinking about, well, what if I did this? And what if I did that? And- no, I mean, it does make you go crazy, but also like what you were just saying, like if that hadn't happened, then like, I wouldn't be like that. And that's a different way to look at it where it's like, oh, if like, you know how like they say a lot of like comedians are like funny because they have like trauma. Yes. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing. It's like, well, if that didn't happen, then like right. that per- part of my personality like wouldn't have developed. Yep. That's right. So that's like an interesting way to look at it mm-hmm. too. But then it's crazy to then go the opposite way. I mean, like what kind of person would I have been? <laughs> well, <laughs> I just you really do circle. have some OCD there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's why that movie was just was like, hiring. holy <laughs> shit. Like I was just like, damn. Well, what do you do to work on your OCD? Oh, like, what do you mean? You have to like wash your hands five times and stuff like that? No, or? mine, um, when I was younger, it was really bad like that. Like I would have to do like certain things like that, like touch all corners of my room before I went to bed <laughs> and like crazy stuff. And then as I got older, it like is now more so like intrusive thoughts and like hyper fixating on like situations. And it's always situations that are like out of your control. It's so funny. I, I hadn't noticed and I've been working with you for two my years. <laughs> like- People who I'm you like, poor thing. <laughs> I had no idea. Sounds sounds like a nightmare. Yeah, it is. It's really draining. Um, and well, that's why when Scott was on here the other day and he was talking about it, I like could relate because it's like something that's really really hard to fix because yeah. it's just like there's like they like a psychiatrist will like maybe try and give you like like certain like antidepressants that are supposed to help and stuff, but it's truthfully like a very hard mental illness to fix like it's, do you take medication no i try oh my god like two years ago i was on this medication and i didn't know you weren't supposed to drink on it and i like blacked out every time i drank we called it like my there was like a name we had for that period of time because i was so bad but blackout yeah it was time. just like oh it was like it was like um it just wasn't me. It was a different person. I'd say that was my, oh, that was other Jessica. That wasn't me. Yeah, other Jessica. Yeah, it just, it was not me. <laughs> so you got off that. Yeah. And you were, did they tell you you weren't supposed to drink? Well, after you drank I anyway? was like, well, basically no I stopped taking or? it because one day after I drank, I blacked out and had like a really crazy night. Like I almost got abducted. Like I got into a random man's car and fell asleep and it wasn't my Uber. And I, <laughs> and I literally woke up to being like, excuse me, like, ma'am like really bad like and then I got in the uber and I got home whatever and the next morning I was just like 
having such bad anxiety from the night before that I like literally collapsed onto the floor and I was shaking and like projectile vomiting. And I'm like, this isn't normal. Yeah. So then the next time I met with her, I was like, Hey, like, by the way, like, does this medication like make you like black out? Like, cause I've been having really, and she's like, Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> like someone should have told you that. And I was like, Oh, someone definitely should have told you that. Yeah. So then I was scared to take anything for a while. Then I tried something else and it didn't help. And I also like, am weird about like, if something's not helping me, like I don't want to be taking it Yeah. for no reason. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Let's do the, do we have a game or something? Oh, we, we have some looks from the Oscars. Oh, Oscar looks. To go over. Let's go. This is fun. So these are some from. His hair is so good. The after party, the Vanity Fair. Have you ever been invited to the Vanity Fair? No, Jess, I haven't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Way to rub it in. Sorry. Have you? Have I? No, but if anyone's watching this. Do you know, as I've, I've been trying to go out and look better. And so what happens is, in, before I critique this guy, I had a stylist for the first time, the last couple things we went to. The Tom Brady thing, I had a stylist, and then the Scream thing, I had a stylist. And I wore like a red, I wore a red jacket, and yeah. I would never pick out a red jacket. And I it, like a red jacket. Everyone's like, it looks so good, it looks so good. And then you're like, all right. But I mean, I don't know. I like the red jacket. I think he's wearing a blue shirt underneath. And I saw someone's comment like, oh, it's Spider-Man colors. Oh, but um, I don't know if I'm a fan of the blue, black and red. I think if it was a white shirt, I would like it maybe a little yeah, bit white or a even a black shirt, like all black with the red. Agreed. <laughs> Yo, Owen Wilson had a suit on, on uh, Kimmel the other night. And I want to, I want to buy that suit. It was so good. Okay. Oh, whoa. This is Hunter Schaefer. And this is what I was saying about like, if I was hot and had boobs and you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you'd wear this. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. Like, yes, I would wear that. You wouldn't be caught dead in that. No, I would. If I was, if I was like a celebrity and I could wear whatever I want, I would for sure wear that. Like, why would you not flaunt that you look that good? Yo, it's, she's, got, she's wearing like a pregnancy test. No, she's wearing a. F <laughs> what is that? It's a feather. Oh, it's a feather. Okay. But that was EPT test. <laughs> um, I think it's so cool. She looks so good. Test. <laughs> someone said, I saw someone say she was wearing a COVID mask and I was like, it's a feather. I don't know, man. I just think if that's my girl. I don't know if I want her walking around like that. She dates, um, a little too much underboob. Dominic Fike. Oh, uh, okay. I know who that is. Charlie She's from Euphoria. She's on Euphoria. Yeah. I tried to watch Euphoria. I can't oh, wait, watch it. Oh, you didn't like it. I can't watch it because it's kids doing drugs. Right. And it upsets me. Because you know why it's out there. <laughs> All the drugs and parties. Yeah, who knows? No, why it doesn't do drugs. That I know of. Okay, that's Lady Gaga. I think she looked really great. I love Lady Gaga. Oh, yeah, you do. Isn't Lady Gaga your celebrity crush? Yeah, she's she's the one. Why, why did she do that? She, did you see the song that she sang? No. Oh, yeah, she sang a song. And she wore like a t-shirt and we had this big argument about Lady Gaga and Rihanna, my mom and I. Wait, why? Uh, my mom was saying, was saying that like Rihanna doesn't hold a candle to Lady Gaga, basically. Oh, wow. Which, because, because Lady Gaga is like a songwriter, but doesn't Rihanna write songs too? Yeah. Yeah, whatever. What, what side were you on in the argument? I, I, I love, I was, I was fighting for Rihanna. Which I don't, I like Lady Gaga better, but I was still like, <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. throw Rihanna under the I bus. They're, like, both, Rihanna, they're both really great. I Rihanna's think they're both like, incredible. yeah. And, they're and, and Rihanna's just so cool, but they're so both, cool. they're both just really different. Okay. He's from Emily in Paris. 
but I pulled his look. Oh, no, because... he pulled that off the rack of Emily in Paris. It looks like <laughs> looks like he came straight from the set. Okay, have you watched Emily in Paris? No. Okay, well, it's funny that your joke is funny because her, the whole thing of Emily in Paris is that they dress her in the most absurd, like mismatched clothes. Like it's like they're trying to yeah be um like Carrie Bradshaw, but she just like doesn't hit the mark. In is, my is opinion, it, is it is it a period piece? Is it set in the 1600s? No, or it's set like modern day. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's Emily's, it's modern day Emily in Paris? I thought it was like a period thing. Oh, you're like thinking a, of Bridgerton. Like a Jane Austen thing or I something. I think you're thinking uh, of Bridgerton. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Bridgerton. Um, okay, so this is this is uh, Emily in Paris. Are they Americans in Paris? He's British. She's American. A- and what? I kind of, I Who like. Who talked him into this? I, I don't hate it. I don't, I think the corset, maybe it's just the lighting, kind of looks like one of those workout things that you wrap when you sweat. Yeah, it's like it's. Do you know like what I'm talking about? Hazel, <laughs> hey, so what? You know those things you wrap around yourself to sweat more when you work out. <laughs> like yes. I think it might be. That's the, exactly what it is. <laughs> well, it's. I don't know if it's like the color or like how the lighting's hitting it right now, but it doesn't look like a corset. It looks like that. It's like a backgammon board. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the neckline, like the details, and like the velvet and the platforms. Um, and I do like the gloves. I just don't like the corset. Those are more than gloves. Those are like straight up armbands, like gloves end at your wrists. Oh yeah. Those are some long gloves. He's got the height on the shoes though. He's like wearing the same shoes as me. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for him. I mean, I don't know. That's Rihanna pregnant and she looks great. Yeah. She looks great. That's a good pregnancy. It's tough to say a pregnant woman doesn't look great. So let's be honest. We're not really going to, we're not going to sit here and go, she doesn't look so good. But I think that's a really cool, like maternity outfit. There's, there's no world. She could be wearing tinfoil and be like, she looks great. Okay. But it is cool. Look at the little like leather and like the mesh. It's cool. Well, she always looks good. Can't shit on the pregnant woman. That's true. That's funny how you're pregnant. You can do whatever you want. Another, uh, her again. I mean, this outfit I don't like as much, but she looks great. That's her. That's. Is that, a, is that an outfit change? Yeah, yeah. Oh, same. I got she did is, like, that, is that Aesop? Yeah. Aesop she, Rocky? She, is that um, Yeah, Aesop. He looks great. Yeah, they both look good. She did three outfit changes, I think. Oh, she did? Yeah. What's coming up the leg there, Jess? You're a fashionista. That's her shoe, I believe. It is a lace. Oh, the shoe goes up there? all the way. Very nice. Yeah. That is Shawn Mendes. He is wearing a black suit with mesh, like a mesh turtleneck underneath, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. I like it. Black, you can't go wrong. The mesh like shirt underneath just adds like some uniqueness, I think, to like the black suit. I wore a mesh shirt once to work and I got made fun of. Wait, what? <laughs> Do we have a photo? I don't know what I was thinking. Wait, to work? To where? <laughs> what job was this? I was working at Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I bought a mesh shirt. Wait, she, what? She told me, she was like, she's like, you gotta look good now that you're in New York. You know, people in New York are so fashionable. And I was like, okay, okay. And so she bought me like a bunch of clothes. And then one of them was like a mesh, like. Wait, your mom yeah, bought you like these? long sleeve. <laughs> Black mesh shirt. Like you could see like your nipple. <laughs> hey, we're, we're to the worst place on earth Saturday Night Live. The worst place to wear that shirt. A black long sleeve. I'm like mesh answering shirt. the phone, and literally every person that walked in was the funniest person ever. You know, like, and Did it was just, just joke after you? joke after joke after joke. I, I wanted to go home and change. Did, were people roasting you, like, to your face? Uh, the entire day. What was the best thing you heard? Probably there was like a just a, a gay dude there who was just like, just basically came up and was just like, he's, he's out of the closet. And 
he wasn't even a comedian on Saturday Night Live and he was- He, he was, was like ha- the mailman. He was killing it, yeah. Yeah. Today's podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Yes, guys, SeatGeek. I just got back from Vegas. I just saw Taylor Swift. Uh, I took the fiance. We absolutely killed it in Vegas, you guys. We had so much fun. And yeah, you can have an amazing night if you go to the SeatGeek app right now and download the app. Have it on your phone. Have it ready. Go see a live event. I'm telling you guys, I was the hero. I was the hero. Just the look on Naveen's face when we got to our seats and Taylor was right there. She was like, she's so close. She's so close. I was like, I know, I know, I know. Just that look on her face is priceless. And that's all because of SeatGeek. And right now, if you go to the link in the description and go to the, go to SeatGeek.com uh, and uh, use my code NASH, you're going to get $20 off your first order. That's incredible. What an incredible deal. What an incredible uh, time uh, that you'll have if you go and uh, download the SeatGeek app, just like me, you'll be the hero, you'll have amazing memories, and you'll have something that will stick with you for the rest of your life. And that's what SeatGeek is all about. Okay, my thanks to SeatGeek for sponsoring and back to the podcast. All right, go ahead. What else we got? Okay, so a wild cat was found in Cincinnati with cocaine in its system. <laughs> so it's like cocaine bear. It's cocaine cat. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how a cat gets cocaine, Jess. That's pretty <laughs> wild. I can't explain it to you. I don't, I have no idea. Um, okay. how, how did they know that the cat had know. cocaine in his system? Like, scroll down. You probably heard of cocaine bear. Blah, 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 cocaine cat. Trending like the movie. It's based on a story. Oh, the big cat. The cat was kept as a pet. And it escaped its owner's car during a police stop. So the owner had cocaine. But how do they get to the, the get the cat to the point where they're testing it for cocaine? I don't know. <laughs> they make it do a drug test. <laughs> yeah, like what? I don't know. Why did the shelter test Amory for drugs in the first place? The short answer is capuchin monkey named Neo. Oh, this, is, this, this goes deep. This shit goes to the whole animal kingdom. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. So they, they, they found a monkey the year before. And they believe that it ingested Xanax. <laughs> so now they test all animals for drugs? Neo tested positive for amphetamines, underwent treatment, is now safely on his school's location. His owner was indirected at Animal Cruise Show. Since then, Anderson says it's become standard protocol for the shelter to test narcotics for any animal. Okay, so they, they're, they're testing. People, people, I've heard of blowing pot in your cat's face, but not sticking uh, cocaine, cocaine up his up nose. nose. How do you get the cocaine in the cat? I don't know. That's sad. Cocaine cat. In Cocaine Bear, does a bear like do the cocaine on its own? Does it eat I, I, it? I haven't seen it. No. Uh, I don't know. It, and it, it eats the cocaine. Yeah. Yeah, it's based on a real story. Well, that's interesting. That's... Okay. And then our next article <laughs> is English police say they foiled an egg extravagant plot to steal Cadbury chocolates. <laughs> Did you just pull this because you like the... T- you like the yeah, play like on the, words. I like the I like the headline. You whoever like whoever wrote that needs a raise. An egg extravagant plot to steal Cadbury eggs. For, the the headline is so showy. I don't even understand what the story is. A local British police department is saying it helped save Easter for fans of the chocolate egg. A man was arrested in England after allegedly stealing a semi truck that contained two hundred thousand Cadbury cream eggs. Whoa. It really wasn't a cream egg heist. I just watched this whole documentary on Pez oh. on the plane. It was so good. It's just a guy who like made millions of dollars importing Pez dispensers and selling them on the black market. Pez dispensers? Yeah, Pez. 
like weird. Like it's just called like, the Pez Outlaw. Like is it just weird d- dispenser? Wait, no. Do you know what a Pez dispenser yeah, yeah. is? Like, so remember- those are like worth money, like real, really rare ones. Old ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Old ones and stuff. Yeah, it's crazy. It's I remember really, really I used good. to have one. So the the chocolates were worth a little over forty thousand dollars. And then what do you do with the chocolates when you have them? Like, what do you, do you think he just liked you, chocolate or do you think he was going to resell them? I, I don't know what you do with 200,000 Cadbury eggs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do, 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 you think he, do you think he like planned it out like a heist? I think he got in the truck and he didn't know what he was Doing? getting into. Yeah. Like he, maybe he thought it was like money, but it was just like. Well, you know what we could do is we could read it and find out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay. She left her 2007 iPhone in its box for over a decade, and it just sold for $63,000. No way. Isn't that insane? That's something my mom would do. Do you think she has one? Should we ask her? <laughs> she might. <laughs> <laughs> Why would it be worth $63,000? It's, it's an artifact now. I didn't want to get rid of my new smartphone, and I figured it's an iPhone, so it'll never go out of date. Green told the daytime television program. Green kept the first-generation 8-gigabyte phone sealed in a box, Realizing as the years went on that the collector might come to find it valuable, her hunch was confirmed when her appraiser showed up estimated at $5,000. So was the iPhone 7 the first iPhone? <laughs> like, I don't get it. I guess it's, I guess no. iPhone 1 would be the first iPhone. I, as that Wait, was that coming out of my is... mouth, I was like, what am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually crazy. Who would have thought that? Like 2007? Oh, wait, it is the first one. Oh, 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 right. It was the first one. That's why it's worth money. Right, 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 right. Okay. It's not the iPhone 7. It was in 2007. Yeah. Do you remember when you got your first iPhone? Mm, yes. You, I remember seeing it for the first time. I couldn't believe it. Wait, did you get the first <laughs> iPhone ever? No, my rich friend had it. Oh, yeah, yeah, same. I, I was like, what? Yeah. So you watch video? What? No. How? So cool. My first, what was your first one? Which generation? Do you I remember? Mean, I, th- I think I had the first I think I had it, the first one, but I, I, I didn't, didn't have it for a while after. Why you broke it? Huh? Oh. <laughs> like, in other words, I couldn't afford it right away. <laughs> then eventually I was I able got, to get it. it. Yeah. I, I had, my first one was iPhone 4. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would have had you peg for iPhone 3, but... No, I'm not. He says four, huh? Yeah, I was a four. Uh, It's wild. (laughs) I suppose you were in like 11th grade, right? Well, no. uh, I was living in New Zealand still, and I had a a swivel phone. Do you you remember that one that like literally like went like... Yeah, yeah, a sidekick. No, it wasn't a sidekick. Oh, oh, a swivel. Yeah. Okay, It was a Nokia like swivel one. And then I got an iPhone when I moved back to America. Did they not have iPhones in New Zealand? They did, but not many people had them. Okay, let's let's look at the next story. The Bender Pay Gap. US women are now binge drinking more than men for the first time in history. Wow, Jess, that's you. Yeah. Um, why would this be, Jess? You're a woman. Tell us. Maybe we're just like having more fun. Or is binge drinking? Is <laughs> or binge, things are not going well. Is binge drinking always drinking so funny like that? Is, isn't yeah. it? You could say we're having more fun, fun or, or you, you could, could say like, things aren't going well. Yeah. Well, I was just about to ask. When you say binge drinking, is that always a negative context? <laughs> because I would say I'm a binge drinker, but I would say it in a positive context. But no, it's, that's not good. You shouldn't be drinking that much. Oh, it's binging. 
Oh. Binging oh, is, I guess the word binge is a negative word. I mean, binging to get drunk. Well, see, like, I don't drink, like, during the week. Like, I'm not the type of person that will have, like, a glass of wine by myself. So, like, right. I consider my drinking on the weekends more, like, binge drinking, because I drink a lot all at once. Right. I don't know. I, I, I probably look at it the wrong way, but I feel like you're, you're, you're hiding from something. Oh, yeah, I, I think so, too. <laughs> well, I think it's like... That's how I feel about I it. I didn't drink for a while, like, when I was younger. Like, I don't think I... Just, this sounds ridiculous, because it's not that... It's not that old. But I think I started drinking when I was, like, 15. But everyone around me had started drinking when they were, like, 12, 13. But also, in New Zealand, the drinking age is 18. So, I, so you're trying to catch up? No. <laughs> you're trying to make up for lost time? Is that why you get black on drunk? No. I got it. I think you made up the three years, uh, Jess. No, but what I was saying is, it's like... I've, I I don't even know what I was when I when I used to like drink and do drugs and stuff it's because I wasn't happy with myself. You don't like drinking socially. No, really. I mean, I I I, I it's like it doesn't. It just puts me. It just sets me back, and yeah. I'm like, it's fun for us like a second, but the next day I don't feel good. I'm also older than you, so when I drink now, it like right. it affects me way worse than it affects. You. I mean, I've like seen people online like talk about how they're they've stopped drinking for a while and like reduces your anxiety and everything. And it is so interesting, like going out and not drinking is like such a different, yeah, such a different experience. It's kind of shitty. Yeah, which is, and it's shitty that it's shitty. No, I'm arguing the other way. Yeah, yeah, I know. Like, I'm when I'm places and I'm not drinking, I'm like, hi, right, nice to see you. It's it's okay, almost, bye. It, it's almost like even if you're a super outgoing person, it's like the beginning of the night's fine. You know, everyone's sipping their one or two drinks. But when it gets later in the night and everyone's drunk, it's like they're speaking a different language and you don't understand them anymore. You're like, right? It's like they're all in on a joke that you're not in on. Kind yeah, of yeah, thing. yeah. It's yeah. like you just don't feel like you're part of it, which yeah, is like that's why I go home at 10 p.m. Yeah, 11.8 percent of women over. Okay, so we're not that far ahead. No, of you but guys. still, that's kind of wild because you yeah. would think that guys would like I while wonder, in college. Is there a reason? It says while in college. Maybe, well, I feel like, okay, binge drinking in college is definitely a fun thing. That's not negative for the most part. Like that kind of culture of binge drinking. Um, Wait, what'd you say? I was saying like binge, you know what I was asking is binge drinking always negative? Well, in college, I feel like binge drinking is like partying. No, it's not okay. You're not supposed to. <laughs> okay. If you had kids, would you want them to be binge drinking in college? Do you want them to like go and no. like on Fridays, like get blackout drunk? Wait, what was that story you're telling me about the Borgs? Like those are coming back. Oh yeah. There's... That just falls into the college. Oh yeah, drinking. that's right. There's a story that's going around that there's these, it's, it's on TikTok. People make Borgs yeah. and they do it at UMass, particularly one of the schools they do it at is UMass where I went, which is a crazy drinking school. And it's just like, it's basically a milk jug with a ton of alcohol in it and water. And people just drink those. That sounds like it tastes and, and 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 think that then it said something like twenty eight kids went to the hospital, twenty eight ambulances <sighs> were called, and yeah, I mean, you know, that's crazy. I don't know why people drink at all. Okay, you never were a big partier ever. No, really? I mean, I, I I partied, but I was like, I was more into drugs. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, which isn't any better. <laughs> go go go! Let's go. Keep moving. Okay, so your wedding. Oh yeah, coming my up this my year. wedding. Oh my god. Jess, I don't know. I gotta, I gotta figure it out. I gotta get married. That's crazy. I'm fine with being married. Like, I'll just go to like Vegas and do it. You know. I know. But planning a wedding is 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 so hard. Yeah, I actually <laughs> really hard. I didn't realize how expensive it was until I started looking into stuff for, for you. me. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Like, yeah, you remember is, that phone call with the guy at the florist? Yeah. He was yelling at me? Yeah. He wouldn't let me talk. He's like, if you think you're going to get into Malibu for flowers for under 17000 Yeah, it's think crazy. Again. Yeah. And, like, to have, like... And then we went to a florist the next day, and they're like, yeah, it'll be 10000 I was like, okay. But that's still so crazy. much money. It's a lot, but, I mean, flowers. don't tell me I have to spend 17000 Yeah. And then, like, venues, like, all the places are, like, in LA, it's, like, 150 to, like, 250 Per person, per plate. Right. Not alcohol. Not including alcohol, which is another like $50 per person. And then it's, it like scales if you want like hard liquor, wine. Like. It's really shitty because they're they're playing on people's like romance. They're playing on people's yeah. relationships. That's what they're doing. And it's really fucked up because it's like what, you know, like obviously I'm lucky. I have Naveen who's yeah. like doesn't care. She's like, oh yeah, we'll do whatever, whatever we can do. But like I think there's a lot of people out there men or women that are just like, I need this and I want it to be this and I need to do this perfect yeah. day. And it's a day. I've been married. It's a day. You know what I mean? Yeah. Was like, your first wedding really extravagant? Yeah. It was? Yeah, it was really extravagant. Where was it? Was it in LA or? It was at um, Casa Del Mar Is next that... to Shutters. It's like a, it's a, it's a hotel in Santa Monica. Okay. It's like really nice. We went down, we did the wedding and they knew it wasn't going to, I knew the marriage wasn't going to be good. <laughs> did you have cold feet? Like, no, I needed a place to live. You did no, just you, kidding. Um, did you have that feeling, like actually, cold like, feet? Yeah, for your first marriage. Yeah, but I just ignored it because I was just like, "Oh, this is what everybody does," right. and this is this is what this is how all guys are. And I think guys sh- they shouldn't get married when they're young. You were you were pretty young, right? How old were you? I think I was like thirty. Okay, that which is, isn't that young. I mean, look at like Todd. He's like what? He's like thirty. Two. Yeah. And like, if I thought Todd was married two years ago, like he doesn't seem like, you know what I mean? He just, this doesn't... is also 20 years ago when people weren't that young. I'm not oh, saying right. Right. where people like being 30 wasn't, was kind of old, old then. Right. But now there's like people going to live to like yeah. 120. No, I know that's, that people is take care of themselves. Though. But I met somebody really great. That's, that's the difference too. Like I just met somebody that I'm just like over the moon about and Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know. They, they can just like take so much money from you. And so I don't know. We're going to go see a place. The problem is, is like, I got so much work to do and then I got to do this too. go find a place. Then I got to have kids. She'll be fun. You're having kids. It's probably. When do you think? Yaveen's doing this thing, which is so funny. She'll be like, she'll say she wants five kids. So then when I say two, she feels like she made a compromise, Oh, but I still have to have two. That's, that's really funny. It's like when you when you like lowball someone, so then you get yeah. like the actual price that you want. <laughs> that's really funny. No, but, but I, I look at it like, you know, I just look at it like she's just amazing, and I don't, I don't care. Yeah, no, I it, just don't care. I don't want to be an old dad, but you're gonna be. I know I'm gonna be super dad. old, but you know, I'll just like by then I just won't go out. Yeah, I'll just hide myself. I think I don't. I mean, okay, like you're gonna be fifty. So if you had a child in the next year, yeah. And then, oh my god, can you imagine a baby crawling around like upstairs? Um, when they're the baby's twenty, you'll be seventy. Yeah. Which honestly isn't too far off from my dad. So. How old is your dad? I, so I'm gonna be twenty eight this year, and my dad's gonna be seventy three. So it's a little. Well, that's off. not bad. Yeah. Twenty and twenty eight. Yeah. It's not great. <laughs> The, no, the, the that that's not a problem. Seventy and twenty. The problem is, is like sixty three and thirteen. 
Oh. That's the problem. Well, I guess it it's depends. Like, Yo, your dad's old. Yeah. It depends how well you take care of yourself, though. <laughs> like. Life's so fucked up, Jess. It's so crazy. Like, like I get it. Like, I know you look at, I know you're like, you guys look at me and you're like, I can't believe we have another kid. Is he out of his mind? But then it's just like, I, I, I don't know. It's like, she wants a kid and it's like not really fair to her. Yeah. To be like, you can't have a kid. Yeah. When I can completely do that for her, and I and I and I'll be good. I'm a good. I'm a good father. Like, I know I'm good at it, and it also won't stress me out the way it stressed me out last time. Why do you think that? Because I know what to do now, right. and I know that like there's, I just know that, I, and I know that she'll be like really attentive, and and that's all she's gonna do. Yeah. She's just gonna take care of the kid. Do you like? Which I like a lot more. That she's going to take care of the kids? Yeah. Because well, you're not going to want to hear this, but I, I, I'm very, I'm very traditional. <laughs> I really am. Well, okay. Well, that didn't go so well for you in your first exactly. go around. Like you, Exactly. But it didn't go well. Well, no, I don't mean it like that. I just mean like you're saying, I, I think it doesn't ever work out exactly like how you want it. Like, I'm going to just say Andrew Tate shit right now. <laughs> Are you ready? No. I'm going to do some no, Andrew Tate no, shit. No, no, no. No, I don't like Andrew Tate. But I do think that there's something to it. And women, if women want to work, like I'm all for it. I'm all for equal pay. I think it's great. My my ex-wife is a huge star in the TV industry. Which but, is awesome. Which is awesome. And she's smarter than so many men. And she's been more successful than so many men. And her opinions are valued more than so many men. But I do think that there is something to like a traditional life where the woman you know takes care of the kid or at least takes care of the kid and then like you know has her job too i mean i think i don't know there's something to it jess i don't know what it is i think people can say that like because i've done it i've been on the other side of it and i was the one taking care of the kids and, and it kids, didn't go well but your kids turned out great we had a nanny oh. <laughs> well your nanny did great <laughs> my nanny did great um I don't know. I mean, what do you think about that? I mean, I... Do you think there's something to that or am I crazy? Because I'm more than willing to hear the other side. No, I I think that... I think it can go either way, like, to right. be honest. Because I think that people think, like, traditionally, like, women are more nurturing, blah, yes. blah, blah. Which maybe, like, scientifically, like, there is, like, you know, the connections with, like, hormones and all that kind of stuff. But there's also the opposite side where some women have, like, postpartum depression for years and years True. and years. And that want nothing to do with their kids. And sometimes the fathers are the better parent. I think it's very case by case. I don't think you it goes one way me? or the other. Well, what happened to me is I'd be taking care of the kids and then she'd be at work which is where she needs to be. And then there would be like, she would want something done and, I, and I'm not her. So she would want it done a certain way. Right. And then she would feel shitty about herself that she wasn't there doing it because she was at work. Right. And, and, and whereas if I was the one at work, I wouldn't feel shitty about it. I'd be like, oh yeah, dress the kid in pink. I don't care. Yeah. You know, whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. I give a fuck <laughs> what the room looks like or, yeah. you know what I mean? Like little things like that. Like she wanted to be involved, but she couldn't she because couldn't. she also wanted to pursue her career, which then I think creates like, uh, friction. Yeah. It, it, it's, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but like, you know, resentment. Yep. Resentment towards me. Right. But it's not even, it's stemming, it's not even because of It's you. not it's, even towards me. It's right. just, she's just bummed right. that she can't be yeah, in two places which I, at once. I think that happens a lot. That's uh, the only reason I say it. Yeah, and, no, I think and, it happens a lot um, with, with people raising kids, whether it's 
the dad that's not able to be there and then they feel like left out or the mom. Yeah. Like reverse. I think, but I, again, like I, I think that especially like in today's society, like with, you know, like it's, I think with people getting married later and like women wanting to like, I mean, not wanting to getting the chance to like have like better opportunities to succeed mm-hmm. in the workplace and, and women being like being able to like have like great careers. Like I think that it's really like circumstantial, like, right. Which it's too is bad better. men can't have babies too. Right. Like seahorses. Then we'd be somewhere. Then Andrew Tate, he wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> right. You know, may who knows science. That's a funny sketch. Pregnant Andrew Tate. Anyways. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, that's the show, everybody. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please like and subscribe. Uh, go and check out, uh, you know, listen to us on audio on Spotify and iTunes. Jess, anything else? Go check out Jess on Instagram. She's posting herself over there. Her Bahamas photos are, are up there. Um, what else? That's it. Go check out Ferris on Instagram. Uh, he, he usually sometimes goes to Korean food. And it it looks really good. Quarters is his favorite place. And we will see you next time. Anything else, Jess? That is all. Okay. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.